Hey everybody, my name is Anita Kirkbride of Torp Communications and this is Halablab, the show for small businesses in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Join me as I talk to businesses you may be following and some you might not have heard of yet. Hear stories from local business owners like you, how they started, where they're going, and of course, since I'm a social media consultant, how they're using social media. Take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss an episode, whether you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. Hey, Halifax, welcome back to the Halablab on a, another very rainy Friday. I think I introduced the show the same way last Friday. I'm your host, Anita Kirkbride, and today my guest is Sean Wynott from Blue Cow Marketing. Down I was going to say down the valley, but you're opposite of the valley. You're not a valley girl. What do we call you? A South Shore, South well, Shore I, boy, I, I guess. Valley, yes. are, you are from the valley? No, I'm from the South Shore, but I'm in the valley right now. Oh, you're in the valley right now. Okay, you are a valley girl today then. The hair doesn't work as well for me. No, no. Uh, if you're watching us live today on Facebook, let us know you're here. Post your comments, questions, have a little fun with us. Tell us that you're a valley girl too. If you're catching us on the uh, podcast, we'd love to have you join us someday on live. We record every Friday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic, which is 12.30 Eastern, of course. Uh, so my guest today is Sean Wynott. Some of you may remember Sean from Social Media Day Halifax. And uh, maybe you're already following Sean's podcast as well. I think there's two of them, isn't there, Sean? There is, yes. Two of them. And remind me the names. One is the CRM guy and the other is the Milk Run. Yeah, the milk run. Yep, that milk was my run. one. So. <laughs> so check those out if you're a podcast person. Sean has been in the digital marketing space for over 18 years. He has worked with thousands of business owners across Canada and the U.S. to help deliver their message through technology. Most recently, Sean has brought a Wi-Fi marketing technology to Atlantic Canada that allows business owners to build their list and engage with their customers over free Wi-Fi access in their business. So this is something that's very new to the area, and uh, we're excited to, to learn about it and see how we can all use it. So welcome, Sean. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for, for uh, offering to join in and, and talk about this new service today. So I guess let's jump right in. What is this Wi-Fi service that you're so excited about? <laughs> well, uh, I'm excited about it because it, it provides an avenue for a sector of businesses that when you think of digital marketing, they really have struggled up until this point to capture leads, to reach out to their customers and, and find new prospects. You know, you're familiar with when you went into a restaurant, you usually saw that fishbowl sitting on the bar where people would drop in business cards. Well, the idea from the business standpoint was that's how they were going to generate leads. But in reality, who has the time to take all those cards, enter them into a system? So what we've done is we've we've partnered with a, a software out of the U.S. called ZenReach. It's a, it's a complete system, uh, and it leverages the power of what everybody has in their pocket, which is their cell phone, right? And we're always searching for free Wi-Fi everywhere we go. So cafes, yeah. restaurants, bars. I mean, look around. Everybody's just nose deep in their phone. Uh, and unfortunately, that's the times that we live in. So what this system does is when somebody comes into your place of business, a brick and mortar business, um, your free Wi-Fi access shows up. Now, if you've been to the Halifax airport or any place where you connect and you suddenly get a landing page, 
where you have to put in your email address or, or information to connect. That's exactly what this is. But it takes it a step further is now it's monitoring when customers are coming and going into your business, whether they pull out their phone and connect online, every 30 seconds, your phone is pinging for a Wi-Fi connection that it knows. So if they walk into your business just to pick up a takeout order, uh, or they're just meeting a friend and they never pull out their phone, it's still going to register that they've been in, and then it will reach out to them by email. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of other features, which we'll get into uh, as we go on and how that's important uh, in your business. What if you're in a downtown area and you're right next door to, I don't know, Tim Hortons, is it going to pick up that you were there because you're right next door to Tim Hortons? Um, if, well, if you were, if you were beside a business and we ran into this, one of our businesses where, you know, they have two places across the street. Um, and if the signal strength is, is strong enough, it will pick up that you're in the other one. Right. So there is some overlap in that regard but in most cases it's going to pick up the strongest signal and if you're closest to that access point in the business you're in whether you're connected to one that's next door it's going to register for the one that you're physically in right and of course we always want to go for the strongest wi-fi signal so if you want people to be connecting to yours make sure your wi-fi signal is strong that's right and and you can probably talked about experiences that you've had where you know the wi-fi has been shoddy in locations and it's a bad experience as a customer uh, and, and in addition to just having the system every customer that comes on board you get an actual commercial grade what we call an access point so all you need is a high-speed connection you get it you plug it in and you got commercial grade wi-fi in your business uh, where a lot of people now are just using um, just consumer rotors or even just the one they get from the cable company. Uh, and in reality, it's not meant for that large amount of connections at one time. So you get full, full business of people, the experience for everyone's just going to go downhill from there. Right. So who's an ideal client for this? I'm thinking, you know, coffee shops, at least the coffee shops who are left in town who actually want people to come in and sit for an hour or two hours and work. Because we mm -hmm. know there are a few coffee shops here that don't want people to do that. And they stopped giving us Wi-Fi ports or Wi-Fi and plugins for our computers and so on. So other than coffee shops, who else is ideal for something like this? You know what? Any, any business where customers have to wait. So, uh, I mean, you got coffee shops, you got restaurants, cafes, bars, um, doctor's offices. You've got, uh, you know what? Um, accountants, any professional service, stadiums. Uh, you see a lot now of uh, outdoor Wi-Fi areas, so towns and municipalities. I mean, this is a huge potential because this plugs into every other system uh, you know, that would be out there for outdoor Wi-Fi as well. So if a, if a municipality would connect to this, now they've got a way to market to people about upcoming events and just grow their list um, exponentially that way. I'm also thinking of... Um house of auto details when i when i go there to get my car cleaned they have a really nice waiting area with good wi-fi i mean it's so the car detailer or the mechanic shop where i get my car fixed they have wi-fi so that i can be not bored while i'm waiting for my car so that's right and the wi-fi is just that main part right that's really the bait to get somebody to right. connect and and when you connect the first time you can connect by your facebook login your twitter login or put in your email uh, and most people will use their Facebook because their phones are automatically logged into it. And what our system does is it then goes and it scrubs all the public information that's out there 
on your profiles on all social networks and starts to build a profile in the system. You know, your, your age, your location, your demographic, all that only public information. So if it's not public, it's not going to find it. Um, but then after you've left, after the first time it reaches out to you and asks you for a review, how is your experience here? Um, rate us on a five-star rating. And here's the great part about this system for a business owner is if somebody leaves a four or five star review, it's going to prompt them to then go and socially share that review, right? Ooh, to, Facebook, wow. to Google reviews. If it's a one to three, it's not going to suggest that. It's going to instantly notify the business owner that there's a less than ideal review. You should reach out to this person to try to make this right. Uh, and a lot of people don't really monitor their online reviews as much as they should. So by having this system, we'll push a notification to the mobile app uh, as well as send it by email. Now you're able to respond very quickly to people. And that's just the first part of reputation management and that social proof side um, that we really struggle with in business. So from the user's perspective, when I go into House of Auto Details and I go on their Wi-Fi and sign up and I, it's the first time maybe, so I sign up with my Facebook account. Um, how am I receiving these messages afterwards? By email. By email. Yeah, so they'll, they'll so come not, up. Not by text message, by email. No, and, and not yet, right? I mean, the company is still developing a lot of new technology and trying to evolve with the new stuff. Text messaging is in the pipeline for moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, it's it's email. Uh, and because people are connecting mostly with their Facebook login, you're getting a real pure email address um, because most people have their, their real address connected to their Facebook profile. And yeah, that's changing, isn't it? It yeah. Used, and, and what we're seeing from when you say email and people are like, oh, you get, you know, you get really low open rates when you're doing email marketing, you do in email marketing. But what we're seeing here is we're getting like 50 and 60% open rates because the message comes out very soon after you've engaged with that business. So if you left this coffee shop and within 10 minutes, you get an email from the coffee shop, you're going to be more alert to it. And you're going to open it because it's relevant to an experience you just had. As opposed to an email blast that may come out for, uh, you know, a place that you've not been to for a while. Yeah, right? so we're getting absolutely. huge open rates with that. It it reminds me of um, a coffee shop I went to that used Stripe for payment in the coffee shop, and mm -hmm. so they swiped my card. I didn't really notice anything different, and as soon as I left the coffee shop, I got an email with the receipt, and I didn't give them my email address. I was a little freaked out, but it's because they use Stripe and Stripe had my credit card and I used that credit card, right? Right. So I was able to reverse engineer how that all happened so that I was less freaked out by it. But um, it's, I guess we've got to get used to this kind of thing. It's, there's going to mm -hmm. be more and more of it, isn't there? Right. And because it's, these emails are triggered based on uh, the, the, the visits to the business. So you know, you're on your first visit, it'll reach out to you. Um, and, and we call these smart emails in the system. Um, what we've done for our local coffee shop here in the Valley was they offer, you know, at custom um, catering, they offer, you know, custom pastries for events. Well, instead of sending out a big newsletter with all this information, we staggered this information to drip out based on visits. So after the third visit, an email goes out about catering. After the fourth visit, one comes out about their custom uh, pastries. So Everybody that comes in, we're starting to build that whole customer experience and, and really build those relationships back and forth. Um, and then looking at, well, what if somebody comes to your business and they have them back in 60 or 90 days? Well, 
that's where we can have an email go out to them to try to entice them to come back with, hey, you know, we haven't seen you in a while. Why don't you come in and get a, a free appetizer on us or, you know, come in and get a two for one or something like that. And it can give them an electronic coupon that they can um, redeem right on their phone when they come in. Cool. That's, that's you know, the, the possibilities really are endless with this. Yeah. And what we've done is is we've taken into account that a lot of people will in this type of industry have just relied on either traditional advertising where they're running ads or doing things on the radio, but how do you really know if somebody is coming in because of that, mm -hmm. right? Unless you ask everybody who comes through the door, how did you hear about us? Within our system, we have a metric called walkthrough rate. That means that anytime you send out an email blast or there's been a specific one-off email that comes out to you because of, of your experience coming in, if you come back in within seven days of that, it's registered as a walkthrough. So now if we're sending out um, an email to you know men between 30 and 50 because you're having a UFC fight night pay-per-view and you send it out within seven days of the event and those people come in during that set time, you can look exactly in your metrics and say, they came in, they received the email. So there's a highly or highly uh, likely chance that it was because of this that they came in. Mm -hmm. Sounds a lot like the kind of metrics you can get from uh, Facebook advertising, actually. I just yeah. came from a class where we were talking about Facebook advertising. So, you know, you can see that I sent this ad, I spent this much money, this many people came to my website and bought this. It's very, everything to do online now is very trackable if you want to put it in place. That's right. And very um, segmentable. Exactly. And a lot of people are, are you know, there's people that are freaked out about how much you can actually track uh, in what they do. Um, but from a business standpoint, if you use the metrics you get, you know, very uh, intelligently, you can really start to grow that business, you know, without a high amount of cost. I mean, what we do with every business that comes on board, we look at saying, okay, do you offer a lunch special? Do you offer, you know, at Friday night live entertainment, you know, those staples in your business where people would be coming at these set times. So let's say you offer a, a lunch time between 11 and one. Well, we tell the system label anybody who comes in between 11 and one as lunch. Uh, so now we can do a, a promotion to drive to people who don't have that lunch label and try to get them in in those, those times that they've not been in there before. Mm -hmm. uh, now you're trying to build a whole well-rounded customer uh, base that way. Right. So one of the things that um, you've brought us today is a, a free ebook. And I think mm -hmm. Kim's going to probably drop the link for that free ebook in the comments here. Um, and uh, I don't see on this page what the ebook is actually called. Yeah. So it's, well, I've got it right here and I see it, yeah. but. It's called the, I started to write this book and I, my goal was to make a series of these, but it's called the small business book on digital marketing. And this is volume one and it's okay. all about customer experience. So the idea behind this was getting people to start to think about their marketing as not really marketing and selling and advertising, but how can we heighten the experience to our customers, both when they're in our business, when they're on our website, when they're on our Facebook page, is there a purpose behind it? Is it providing value? Are you always enhancing that experience. And that's what the book is all about. And that's really why this solution that we just talked about fits really well, because not only are you enhancing the experience by quality Wi-Fi, but you're also reaching out to them and giving them a channel to communicate back to you, telling them about upcoming things automatically uh, in a way that they're used to doing it. Well, and, and all marketing really, social media, print, everything is really 
starting to shift from broadcast to value-based advertising, right? If mm -hmm. it's not giving value, people are just passing it over. They're scrolling by, they're flipping the channel. They're, if that ad isn't giving you some kind of value, you don't want to read it and you're probably not going to believe the message. So this is another form of permission-based marketing, really. If you're yes, going to join right. my Wi-Fi, I'm, you're going to... <laughs> You're going to pay me by accepting these messages. But it sounds to me like it would be messages people would actually want because it's a business that they're frequenting. Exactly. Right. And, you know, think about a business who has a loyalty program where, you, you know, you, you had those punch cards that nobody ever really kept a hold of. Or, you know, right. you go into coffee shops and they've usually got that Rolodex where you got to find your card so they can put another stamp on it. Well, now utilize this system and say after every 10th visit, send them out that free coupon for whatever it was, right? They're tracking it every time they come in, it's, it's dinging that they've been in. Um, so now you can use this system to re reward those loyal customers who keep coming back over and over and over again. And this is a part you're gonna like, because it's integrated with Instagram, if somebody's got over a thousand followers, the moment they walk through your door, it will notify the, the business owner that, hey, there's a high social influencer in your business. Cool. And it yeah. will give them the profile information of that person that's public. So if there's a photo, it'll show them there. So if you've got a, you know, a business owner or a manager who's really engaged, they can kind of almost locate them, giving them enhanced experience because they'll probably talk about it, uh, you know, on their social media. And, and that's, you know, I, I know this sounds funny and it, it's okay. So on my birthday, when I, I spent the day going around to some of my favorite businesses, but also just doing some different stuff I don't normally do on my birthday back in October, I actually tweeted to all of the businesses I was going to visit that day, not because I think I'm some big influencer and I wanted rewards, really. I did it as an experiment to see if they were paying attention and what they might do about it if they were paying attention. So I tweeted, oh, it's my birthday. I'm going to go get a donut here from this place that I never, ever go to, but they had really cool donuts. And I'm going to my favorite sushi place for sushi and I'm doing something else. I forget what the other thing was. And I tagged all three of them and not a single one replied. <laughs> that was on Twitter because, you know, they're not checking Twitter, but this would actually tell them, oh, this person's in the shop today. They're here having sushi and it's their birthday. Yeah. And like, I, I would be blown away if that sushi shop came over with birthday sushi or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and because we've got a native app that, that every business owner gets any notifications, give them a push notification. So they don't have to log in to look for it. it it'll tell them immediately. And you mentioned birthdays. When you sign up, you can, you know, on that initial screen, you can ask some survey questions. You know, what are you interested in? Or, hey, you know, when's your birthday? You can collect that information. And we set the dates. Usually we'll do it about 14 days before the birthday. We'll reach out and say, hey, you've got a birthday coming out. Why don't you come celebrate it with us? We'll make it special for you. So not only on your birthday, but in advance of it, we're trying to entice them to come to your place of business. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's super cool for just being different and wowing your customers and building that loyalty. There's, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm really kind of blown away with the possibilities here for, I, w I wish I had a place I could put free Wi-Fi and invite people over. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't think- Aside from just connecting by Wi-Fi, 
because it's it's a system, it's a full CRM system you can email out from, it replaces the MailChimps that most businesses have, right? We've imported MailChimp lists from clients that have come on board. You know, it, it gives you a, an opt-in form that you can put on your website so people can get on the list without having to physically come in first to get on the Wi-Fi. It's with Facebook, so you can have opt-ins on Facebook as well. Um, right. It's really provides a, the exact system that a business of that nature would really need. Yeah. Uh, to, to get started. Yeah, it's super cool. And I mean, we started talking about your your ebook, and then I went right back to the system because I think <laughs> the system is so cool. Um, but th- tell us, okay, so tell us what's in this ebook. Kim has dropped the link in the comments here on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what are people going to get when they download this ebook? Uh, it's a light read. Very. I mean, let me okay. see. Tell you exactly pages. Yeah, it's 35 pages long, right? Very light. I mean, this is the printed copy. You can see how thin it is. Um, and that was the purpose behind creating it is it was long enough just to get people to start to think about their business differently. Think about the story. And really what spawned this was my, my work with starting to learn Donald Miller's story branding technology and, and technique. Um, you know, I don't know if you've seen the book, Building a, a Brand Story, but a great book. Um, and it talks about looking at your marketing, the way that people watch movies, right. And the way that people are pulled into a story, you know, there's, there's a character, that character is not you. Unfortunately, most people want to be that main character in their business. When they're trying to talk to their customers, the customer is the main character. You're just the guide to help them overcome the problem that they have. Right. So in, in your business, people need help learning social media marketing. You're the guide to help them do that. They need to achieve that win themselves. Uh, and that's the key. And looking at that story about transitioning your your thought process from that to focusing on the customer, uh, you know, what could make it better for them? What can make it a more enhanced experience? You know, when you go to a website and you go to your website or, or any business website, if it's talking about, you know, what we've been in business for X amount of years, we've received all these awards. Really what the customer is hearing is wah, wah, wah. Who mm-hmm. cares, Right. What's in it for me? And that's what we need to do is we need to give value, right? We need to just give, 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 because when people want to do something more than what they are capable of doing, they're going to think of the person who helped them get to that certain point, right? I mean, we've been in web design for many years and a lot of people would, would, would say, why would you tell or teach people how to build their own websites? Wouldn't you want them to hire you? Well, not everybody's going to hire you to do that. I mean, teach everybody how to fish. And when it comes time that they don't want to fish anymore and they want to be served a nice fish dinner, they're going to hire you to help, you know, to do that for them. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I explain it too. my blog has tutorials. It, I tell people if they wanted to take the time to read my blog from start to finish all 200 and some posts, they would know uh, almost everything I know about social media management. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't going to take the time to do that. And if they did, a lot of people are just going to be overwhelmed by it. So right. it's the same thing. I'm giving it there for the people who want to do it themselves, but I'm really trying to attract the people who don't want to do it themselves. That's right. Same idea. And yeah, so you, I, you I, I've, had that, I've had that debate with people a lot who don't want to give away the farm. You know, why, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, look, even look at the food industry. You look at, you know, places that would give out free samples of, of food. Mm-hmm. The reason they do that is they want to get people hooked on the quality of it. So, I mean, if you if you want to figure out how to make a, a gourmet dinner, it's going to take you a lot 
longer to figure it out just by you know watching videos online trial and error than it would be to go and just have a good experience at a restaurant that that serves that right if that's really what you're craving at that moment yeah and the other thing i tell people is you know having there's there's two analogies i use one having a recipe having a really nice oven doesn't make you a chef right (laughs) You can give me the same recipe. You can give Gordon Ramsay and I guarantee it's not coming out the same. That's right. So there's, there's something in, you know, everybody has a gift and my gift is not cooking in the same way that Gordon Ramsay's is or same with photography, right? You, I, you can have a beautiful photographer who works from their phone and makes beautiful photos. I can't because I don't have the eye for photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Michelle McCann gets beautiful photos off her phone. Other people you know, could buy a $5,000 DSLR camera and still get crappy photos. So they have the technology, they have the tool, if you will, but that doesn't mean they can be a good photographer. So it's the same for you. You're giving them the information. That doesn't mean they can be a good web designer. Right. Yeah. So I like those analogies. People usually understand that the, the tool doesn't make the chef or the photographer. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I do like to talk to people about social media too on this mm-hmm. because I'm a social media consultant. Uh, so what's your favorite social network? You know what? When I look at what's out there and I look back over the years, um, I'm really starting to, to enjoy where LinkedIn is going. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I mean, I'm in the business to where most of my work is business to business. So it's a natural social network for me to be on. Uh, I found that, that Facebook ha- has gotten very congested with a lot of stuff. Um, you know what? I'm tired of seeing Donald Trump's face come through my news feed. It's just, it's annoying <laughs> in that regard. But what I like about LinkedIn is the fact that the type of, of content that I want to put out the audience that there that's there is is appreciative of it, uh, and I love the fact that you know they've been able to allow you to do video. Right, I can't wait until they're able to do live video on on LinkedIn. It's gonna get there. Uh, I enjoy it. The other thing that I that I'm enjoying too is is that that momentum shift to Instagram. I mean, my stepdaughter, I thought she was gonna be like full on Snapchat, and I I tried Snapchat, and I I don't get it. Um, but they're full on Instagram now. Uh, and, and I like it. I, I like the visual. It's to me, it's what Facebook used to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but from a business standpoint, I do enjoy uh, LinkedIn. So I, I see Stacy Maynard uh, was here watching. I'm not sure if she's still here or not, but we were talking about the Snapchat Instagram thing the other day, because in her world, it's all Snapchat for her, her teens. In my mm-hmm. world, the teens are all over Instagram. They don't care about Snapchat. So it's interesting. But from a business perspective, you're finding LinkedIn is where you're hanging out most now? I am because most of the content that I'm putting out, engaging, I'm sending links to things. So, uh, you know, it's either links to, to lead magnets or to, you know, other resources where uh, it's just without having, I mean, I, I have the instant links set up that, uh, you know, I think it was Susie Fevens talked about that yeah. uh, at social media world. And I, I took that tip right from there. And I set that up uh, on my Instagram page, but my Instagram, I don't have one for my business. I have one for me personally. And if you go look at that, it, there's nothing really business related aside from maybe a picture or two where I'm in here with my son, 
but it's all about me, right? And I think that's where I find the most value. And I do get clients engaging with me that way because Instagram to me is a way for me to show my personality. LinkedIn is my way to show the business. Mm -hmm. So you've made a conscious choice then for Instagram to be a more personal look at your life rather than a business. Yeah, I used to have multiple accounts, one for the business, one for a different brand, one for me. And it was just, it's too much to try to manage all at the same time. Like I'd rather do that platform with one account and do it really well, or what I feel is really well. I'm, I'm sure there's many more people to do it a heck of a lot better than I do. Um, but it's, I wanted to really make it something that it was, it's had its own, its own life, so to speak. Yeah. And, and I've changed my thoughts on Instagram too. I'm, I'm a late comer to Instagram. I've had an account for a long time, but I had a personal account and then I decided I was going to make it a business account. So I changed the name and I took out all the personal stuff and I started a personal account and I kept, I'm keeping them separate for now, but I'm starting to feel like I should merge them again. Not, and I, for anybody that's listening, you can't merge two accounts. <laughs> but I'm feeling like I should get rid of the personal one and just do the business one and put mm -hmm. the personal stuff on there again. So I don't know, kind of come 360 on that, I guess. Um, are you using stories? Do you do much in stories at all? Not really. I, I probably have never done like a story complete like I should. Um, yeah. I, I don't even click on them that much. I, I'm basically yeah. just old school. I'll scroll through, see what's there. I'll post some stuff. And now that I found a, a great Chrome plugin that emulates the exact experience of Instagram, I don't even have to use my phone. I can upload everything right from my desktop because uh, now Instagram is a desktop application for me using that Chrome plugin. And it's, yeah. it's great. Uh, why don't you tell us what that Chrome plugin is? I know there's a couple out there. I have a client who uses one. I don't usually tell people to to do that when I'm teaching Instagram, I usually tell them to do it on the phone, but mm -hmm. I know it would be helpful for people. So I cave, let's, let's tell them what that is. <laughs> well, I'm just going to look it up here. Look it up. Yeah. I, Cause it's I don't use my other computer. Um, <laughs> so when I need to do something on Instagram from my computer and I, and I do that a lot, I use Hootsuite to post from mm -hmm. my computer to Instagram, uh, which works fine. But I know that there is this, there are a couple of uh, extensions out there that will make your laptop work for Instagram better. If you have a Windows 10 machine, there's very specific Windows 10 machines that have an Instagram app built in that works really well, but not all Windows 10 machines. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And um, I'm just looking up the extensions here. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's just go, I mean, it's called app. For Instagram is what oh, there you go. extensions called, and it's got the it's round. And it's got the Instagram like square in the middle because there's yeah. a couple out there when you look, but this one it shows up in the browser. You click the button and it pops up a window and it's it's vertical. It looks just like Instagram. You can upload photos, video, whatever it is, um, cool. and you just scroll as if you're on your phone. And it's it allows me to when I have something that I'm putting out on other social media, I can go do it. I don't have to email a photo to my phone to have to upload it that way. Um, it's, if it's on the computer, I can put it on there. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Any other uh, interesting different tools that you're using to help you manage your social media? Um, well, I do a lot of, uh, of teaching and training. And then when I come across, like, even when I came across this app, I created a video to share it out and show people how to do things. Um, prior to that, I used to use um, like a screen recording software. 
Um, but there's one called Loom. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have heard of Loom, yes. Yeah, so it's uh, it's either use Loom or, yeah, useloom.com. It's free uh, and it just plugs in as a browser plugin. You click on it, you pick the monitor and off you go. You can turn your camera on or off. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you're done recording, you get a link you can share or you can download it or edit it. Uh, completely free. Uh, so it cuts down the time. You no longer have to use another software, export, upload. It's within minutes, yeah. especially if you work where you're, you're showing people how to do things. For me, it's a lot easier to do a screen recording and send it to a client or a prospect uh, or even proposal standpoint. If I do a quote and send it to somebody, I'll do a quick video, turn the camera on and send that along with it. So I'm explaining what's in there versus having to write it all out in an email. Interesting. I've never thought of including a video with my proposals, although I recently, I, I just, I'm on a trial of Proposify, the software, mm -hmm. the local software for doing mm -hmm. proposals. And I noticed they had an option to embed videos in it and that, so that kind of got me thinking. I use, um, I don't use Loom, I use Screencast-O-Matic, which okay. sounds to me to be very similar, probably, to mm -hmm. do quick videos when I need to do them. Um, and I have another program that's called StepShot Guides, which is not for video, but it's for if you need to, if you want to make a print, a book that people could print out with instructions, it captures a screenshot every time you click or tap. So okay. every, it, it takes a screenshot of every step of a process, puts it in order, and then all you have to do is sort of type a little description of what you're doing. So wow. a different, it's, it's different, but it would be really useful for people who maybe watch a video and then they have to start do video tutorial training, but we also provide them a PDF, like step-by-step, -step, here's how you go do this, this, and this. Uh, and that sounds like a great option because prior to that, you'd have to stop, do a screenshot, yeah. put it in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like you said, you just, you log into StepShot and you say start and every time you tap it, does a screen. It's really cool. Really That's cool neat. for anybody that needs to do that kind of training or just creating guides for people as a web designer. Yeah. I mean, it'd be perfect. Here's where you go to do this. And just an outline. Here's how you change the header. The things that I email my web person about sometimes I, mm -hmm. I'm sure I've asked her four times where I have to go in my particular website to change the copyright. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great tools out there. I mean, if you're looking for a very basic way to keep yourself organized and you're a Gmail person or using Google Suite, Streak is a great CRM. There's a free version. It's fully built and integrated for Gmail because it was built by a guy that used to work for Google. Um, and it, it works as right within your, your whole, um, your inbox. Um, yeah. So that's another great I, option. I think I tried Streak when it first came out, maybe. But mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't ready for a CRM, so I never, never really kept it around. Yeah. Any other tools you want to mention sure. that people should look out? I mean, we could probably sit and talk about tools all day. But yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I, I didn't know this question was coming. So well, just... I wasn't planning on asking you. This, <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. I like hearing about tools that other people are using because I can't possibly try all the tools that are out there that come across my my view. So I like to hear what other people are using because sometimes there's some really cool ones there that I could be using. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm somebody who, when I see a new tool, I, I have to try it out, yeah. right? I, I'm like, the, I'm like the, the tech tool Costco sampler, 
right? When you <laughs> when that when that new fresh batch of food comes out of Costco and people just run for it, right? I'm with oh. that with technology. Whether I think I can use it in my business, I got to try it out for the trial, yeah. because things like this will happen, right? Where somebody will ask me about it. Um, and I've, I've tried all the different schedulers. Like, you know, I absolutely loved co-schedule when I was using it. I don't need it anymore just in, in where my business has gone. Uh, mm -hmm. but I tried that. I tried Contentino, um, right. There's a lot of, of cool ones out there. Yeah. But what I'm, I'm really seeing is productivity has really come full circle in, in what you can get with Google Chrome extensions. I mean, if you go yeah. on the, the, you know, the Chrome store and see what you can get for free productivity. I mean, you stay where, where you're at, right? I mean, you spend most of your time in your browser to be able to just click a button and have a tool load. Um, it eliminates that need for another software. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Google suite of products is pretty, well, it's a whole alphabet, right? <laughs> so it's it's pretty amazing. They Yeah, they have, they have pretty much everything, everything you could need. Um, okay, so what is, we're, we're going to close it off here in a minute, but... Okay. What is your number one tip for a business who's getting into social media? What would you say to them if they came to you and said, I got to do this social media thing and I, you got any tips for me? I would say that figure out a way to do it as much yourself as you can. Yes. Right? I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of people will say, okay, you got to go hire a company to do it. Well, in reality, they can't speak like you do, right? Just the cadence of how they speak, the, you know, the way that the words, the things would come out, uh, it's not going to be the same. And also from the other standpoint is, let's say you run into a, a customer that comes in your business and they're like, oh, I love that thing you posted the other day. Well, if you don't know everything that's being posted every single day, you're going to look like a fool, right? So if it just means that you just can take on Facebook or you can just do Instagram, just do that. Yeah. Right. It's better to be good at one thing than suck at five things. Right. Absolutely. And that's been um, a recurring theme for me. I mean, yes, people can hire me to manage their social media. I, but I am also very clear about the fact that in a lot of cases, especially with very small businesses, you are better equipped to do it than me because mm -hmm. I'm not there on a daily basis. And I don't want to do social media for a person. I'll do it for a brand, but I don't want to do it for, you know, my friend uh, is a realtor. I, I don't want to do it as her because exactly what you said, I don't talk like her. So people are going to know something's up. I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, Kim, my assistant here with the Halliblad, when she posts things on Facebook, to me, it doesn't sound like me. So, but it's on twerp communications, right? So I think people under, understand that, but we have different voices. So I, I do, I, I totally agree with you. People should try to do at least some of it themselves. And if you are working with a good social media consultant, they'll want you to do that mm -hmm. because it will make everything more authentic and it will make everything sound more like you. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, that I've, heard uh it was at an event in halifax that i was at and it was a marketing company in halifax that mentioned this it was looking at your social media as an asset or a moment right and you probably heard that analogy before where um 
you spend more time and more energy in creating assets. So, you know, things like the ebook and things like that, that I'm posting out. So I'll spend more time making sure that the branding and the image goes out. But if I'm, if I got a thought, I'll pick up the phone and go on Facebook live. I don't care if my lack of hair is not blowing in the wind or my makeup's not great or the lighting's not perfect, right? That's a moment. That's something that's happening now. And that's what makes it, it real where a lot of people get so freaked out that they don't want to turn on that camera because uh, I mean, even my, my wife, she's like, I'll do a video. And she's like, have you seen what's behind you in your office? She's like, it's a mess. I'm like, yeah, but I, I wasn't going to go clean the whole office just to get this one thing out. Right. It, it was about now, but if I'm going to do a training series, yes, I'm not going to shoot it with, you know, a box that I just unboxed behind me. Yeah. Right. And that's what you got to look at it is be, be you, right. Be real. Um, and one of the last things that I'm just going to leave with on that, when you talked about the tip was, um, because I was at a, a session where I was teaching marketing for the SEB program and somebody came up to me at the end and they're like, how many times should I be posting a week? I'm like, how many times do you have something of value to say? Right. Yeah. And, and it, it just, it took them back because I said, you know what, there's been th times where it's been two, three weeks before I've done a post. And then maybe I've done five posts in a week. Like I don't sit there and, and do mine where it's like, okay, on Monday I have to do this, on Tuesday I have to do this, Wednesday and so forth. Like I only put content out when I feel there's value to put something out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm on board with that too. Um, there was a study that came out about a year ago. I think it said the ideal number of times to get the most engagement on Facebook, the ideal number of posts was I think 13 a day. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I told all these small business people they had to post 13 times a day? It was a ridiculous number. But they were looking at, you know, Elephant Journal and Tasty and BuzzFeed and these companies, they have millions of followers. So yeah, they have to post a lot in order to get the engagement. Mm -hmm. I guess that's one of the areas that really small businesses have an advantage is if you've, if you've really built an authentic following, the people who are, are following your page are actually interested in your business, then you don't have to post 13 times a day because they'll talk to you when you post it. And I know right. all the algorithm stuff, but in general they don't want to see you 13 times a day in your feed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, post when you can provide something of value. It's a, it's a great rule. And I do try to tell people that kind of thing as well, for sure. Especially because Facebook rewards on engagement. Yeah. Right? So you're posting something of no, no value or little value and nobody's going to like, comment or share. They're not going to see the next thing, right? It's, it's not doing you any good. Right. Right. Yeah. And I have, I have a friend in San Diego who I'm actually doing a lot of work with him now. He went away from doing a blog post a week to doing one blog post a month. And he spends 10 to 15 hours creating that blog post because he creates resources, videos. But it's it's basically when you read this post, you can learn something. It's one's on like building a bot, one's on you know a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. And then he drives all his his traffic budget to that one post. And it's basically transformed his business. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, you and I, we're just, we're small business owners, just like everybody else. And we get overwhelmed with all of the things that have to be done. And I talk about this in my classes too. You know, I, I'm telling you all the options, but I can't even do all of the things all of the time. Um, 
And so my general rule for blogging, I tell people, if your goal is to be found, if you're building up your SEO, when you start up your business, I think you should blog once a week if you can. Mm-hmm. But I, and I did that for the first, at least the first three, maybe four years, I blogged every week. And then it started to get harder to blog. Um, so now I'm, now I aim for the once a month mm-hmm. to, so that I can be sure that I'm putting out something that is valuable because I don't want to just put out a story that has no value. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that you've paired it up with, you know, using many chat to push those out. I mean, I get the notifications from you that way. And that's the only time I would see it is because it comes to where I'm at, right? It comes yeah. in messenger. Uh, and we're in an era right now that when that messenger beeps, we're just like, like, it's like shaking the, the treat bowl for the dog, right? The dog comes running. As soon as we hear that, we got to look and see what it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's- Absolutely. I think, <laughs> you know, I- Last night I was at a session. I ran a session on Instagram last night. I, was it last night or this morning that I told somebody, oh, this is perfect for chatbots. Three or four people in a row, I said. That was class this morning. I said, you, this should be on a chatbot. Oh, you should be doing this in a chatbot. Oh, you should be doing this in a chatbot. <laughs> Businesses, you got to get into the chatbots. I'm not going to build them for you. I'm decided I'm not building them anymore, but um there's a lot of potential there, just just as much potential, and probably uh, they could collaborate very well with this Wi-Fi system that you're bringing to businesses. There's so much change coming in the marketing world that I almost feel like people who are just getting into social media now, and there are some, are, are they are being left behind at this point. Yeah, for sure. And there's something like with yours, when you send out that that message to say, hey, you know, our new blog post, do you want to see it? There's just, because it doesn't tell you in that first message what it is, there's something like, I got to find out. Like It's like trying to make an Oak Island. You got to figure, are they going to find something? And you got to click this to see what it is. And then it comes through, right? It's like an addiction. Yeah. Right? You, you got to know. And, and it, I mean, it's not complicated to do once you learn to do it. I mean, I've got mindset that it just pulls my RSS feed. So every time I post it, it'll automatically send it out to my subscribers. I don't have to touch it. Um, but, you know, you got to be where people are. And if you're in a business like a restaurant, I mean, the there's a uh, Union Street in Berwick down here. They're using our system, but every day they do a new like dish, right? A special feature and they take a picture and they post it on social media. But think about if they had a, a chat bot or a subscriber based through messenger where you could get that push to you every day. Like what, what's the daily specials, right? Coming out. That's, there's so much potential behind yeah. this. Yeah, there really is. So people need to be thinking about what's coming down the pipe because you know, look, I've been saying this for a while. It is no longer acceptable to simply go on Facebook and post cat videos and hope that that's going to get people to interact with your page. That is, that just doesn't work anymore. So uh, you've got to do more than that. You absolutely have to do more than that. Whether you're working with uh, Wi-Fi advertising or chatbots, or you're putting out good eBooks and, and content like that, it's mm-hmm. gotta be valuable or people aren't going to give you their time. Yeah. All right, for- any, any other last thoughts you wanna share with us about CRM, about, customer experience or digital marketing? Um, 
Not really. I mean, I'm, I absolutely love working with small businesses uh, and we didn't talk much about CRM because that's not what this is about. But uh, if you need help with that, that's where my certification is video production. Again, that's another area, but really what it's helping you tell your story through different content uh, and media. Um, you know, we're building membership sites for actually, I was working on one before this call. Um, so if you're looking at, at ways to, or needing help getting your message created, uh, in a way to deliver it online. That's really where we come come in. Awesome. Well, Kim has dropped a link to uh, your website, bluecowmarketing.ca, and to your okay. Facebook page. And we've got a link there as well for um, the ebook. So go and check Sean out and all of the myriad of things that he's up to in the digital marketing space and, uh, and see what you can do to work with Sean. Um, thanks, and Sean. I've been, for I've been searching for that that. 1000 mark on Facebook likes. I'm like at 980 <laughs> something and it's just been up and down for months and I'm just like I can't get there. So <laughs> well, you'll have a big, you'll have that big celebration. Mark. Yeah, you'll have I'm a big celebration. The world when it happens. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you Sean for joining me today and talking about digital marketing and some of the new things that you're working on. I appreciate you taking the time to tell us about it. Um, thank you to everybody who's watching live and everybody who's catching this on the podcast. If you're interested in being featured on our show, we're now booking new businesses for January, halfway through January. So please send us a message. Let us know if you would like to be featured in January or February. You can send us a message on any of the social networks. You can find me there or email me at info at twerp.ca and we will get you set up. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next Friday at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic here on Facebook. Stay social, Halifax. Thanks for listening this week. You can catch the Halablab live every Friday at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on the Twerp Communications Facebook page or catch the replay on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to twerp.ca for links to everything we mentioned in this episode. And while you're there, you'll probably want to grab one of the freebies available to help small businesses manage their own social media marketing. If you run a small business in the Halifax area and you'd like to be featured on Halablab, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at twerp.ca. That's info at twirp.ca. Talk to you next week.